0: With regards to the Amthal, right? That's the theme, Al-Amthal. The first one in the Qur'an is actually about the hypocrites. Surah Baqarah, ayat 17 and 18. I actually gave a khutbah about that a few months ago. So I'm not going to repeat those points about istawqad anara, those who have a fire and so forth. I'm not going to go through that one. I gave that one talk a little while ago. So we're going to skip to the next one, which is ayat 19 and 20. Allah Ta'ala says, أو كصيب من السماء فيه ظرمات ورعد وبرق يجعلون أصابعهم في آذانهم من الصواعق حضر الموت والله محيط بالكافرين يكاد البرق يخطف أبصارهم كلما أضاء ما مالهم مشوا فيه وإذا أظلم عليهم قاموا ولو الله لذهب بسمعهم وأبصارهم إن الله على كل شيء قدير. So Allah Ta'ala is painting a picture here, and I want us all to think about this picture and what does it mean. This is the case of the hypocrite Or it is like a rainstorm From the sky within which there is darkness Thunder and lightning They put their fingers in their ears Against the thunderclaps in dread of death But Allah is encompassing of the disbelievers The lightning almost snatches away their sight Every time it lights the way for them They walk a little, therein, in But when darkness overcomes them, they stand still And if Allah had willed He could take away their hearing and their sight Indeed, Allah is over all things competent so you have a situation, a scene Dark, raining You got the thunder, the lightning This person putting the fingers in their ears What does all this mean? What does each one of these elements represent? Do we think about these things? Do we take the Qur'an seriously? Then when the light flashes It almost takes away their sight They try to take a step forward and they stop What is going on in this ayah? See, we should take this more seriously, brothers and sisters Take the Qur'an seriously and say What is Allah telling me? This is guidance from Allah Okay, so I hope I've got your curiosity going, inshallah ta'ala. So there are a number of interpretations. That's the beauty of these situations. You can, you can see it from different views. But I'm going to focus on one tonight, inshallah ta'ala. The rain is representing revelation consistently throughout the Qur'an. Why? Because just like the rain gives life to your body, revelation gives life to your soul. So it's, it's a blessing from the sky. It comes down and it gives life. So the rain represents re- Revelation. The darknesses, of zulumat plural, represents multiple tests. Why? Because when the rain comes down, it's not going to necessarily going to always be easy. Allah is going to test you. Dark times will come. Difficulties and trials will happen. So this is the darkness that you have to deal with. The thunder is representing Allah's, Allah's, Allah's authoritative voice, giving commands, prohibitions, and threats. Threats of punishment. So obviously, you know, a loud thunder boom from the sky, it's representing what? Allah prohibitions and commands and so forth and also threats and the lightning represents the evidence proving the truth of Islam when the salat, when the thunderclaps happen what do they want to do? they want to put their fingers in their ears why is that the case? this is re- representing what? willful ignorance because they have a dread or a fear of death hadar al that they have this fear of death what is this representing? this isn't representing actually dying everybody has fear of death naturally this is representing they don't want to abandon their former self by submitting to Allah They're terrified that this message will resonate This deen will make sense to them And will force them to transform Leave off their old ignorant self Leave off their jahiliya lifestyle A part of them is going to have to die The ignorance is bliss attitude I'm going to have to let that part of me die They fear improvement because that means That their old self will have to die So this is painting the picture And then in the next ayah يَكَادُ الْبَرْقِ يَخْطَفُ أَبَصَارَهُمْ that the lightning almost snatches away their sight. SubhanAllah. Please pay attention to this. The hypocrites, not only are they afraid of the challenges, not only do they not want to hear the uh, uh, evidences and and, and hear the commands because they don't want to change, they are too stuck in their ways, but in addition to that, if you go up to a Muslim who is a nominal Muslim, not really practicing, just by name, just because his parents told him he's Muslim, so the munafiq, the hypocrite, if you go up to him and you try to talk to him about big issues, past, present, future, where do we come from? What are we doing here? What's our purpose? Where are we going? You try to talk to them about these big concepts. Try to share with them the light. They barely have a capacity to have these conversations. It makes them uncomfortable. They don't want to appreciate and take in this light. They can barely stand it. It's almost snatching away their sight. They can only stand it for a little bit. But then, SubhanAllah, Allah says, Every time it lights the way for them, they walk a little bit therein. But then when it gets dark, they stop. What does this represent? I want to give a simple example that we can I'm sure many of us can relate to. Imagine you're speaking to somebody who is nominally Muslim, not practicing in their Islam. And so you say to them, look, come, let's do our salah, let's pray. And they say, I don't know, I, I don't like to go to the masjid, I don't want to pray, you know, I have a bunch of reasons, like I have doubts about this, and I'm not sure about that, I've never understood this. They come up with a number of excuses, two, three, four, five excuses. And then you sit there. And you talk to them about number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. You explain all of their issues away. You try to clarify things for them. And by the end of that conversation, they say, you know what? You've made so many good points, brother. Okay, fine, let's pray. So mashallah. Because you gave so much light, for that brief moment, they took a step forward. Mashallah. The next time you see them, hey, so have you been keeping up with your prayers? No, I haven't, because, you know, I have a whole new set of doubts. Number one, number two, number three. So then you, again, patiently address point number one, point number two, point number three, address their doubts. And then guess what? Okay, fine, I'll do another prayer. So again, the light comes, and what? They'll take another baby step forward. But then when you walk away, the darkness, they want to stop immediately. So this cycle repeats itself each time he's claiming a list of doubts that are preventing him. But the fact of the matter is, he just doesn't want any responsibilities. And so he desperately comes up with doubts. Just to justify his laziness. Such a person will, isl- will apply Islam very briefly when the light is overwhelming, but then they'll su- just as soon quit and stop. The obvious question is why don't you research your questions independently and get to the bottom of your questions? And the answer is very obvious because they're insincere. This is exactly exposing the munafiq. Subhanallah. Then Allah Ta'ala says something very, very powerful. And if Allah willed, He would have taken away their hearing and their sight. What is this a reminder of? A very strong reminder to people who have this attitude. Yeah, I should practice, but I have some doubts. Yeah, I should practice, but I have some doubts. And they're always throwing around these doubts. Remember this reminder. Allah gave us the privilege to research these questions, to find the truth, and to practice our deen. And when somebody ignores these gifts, they need to keep in mind that they will not have them forever. There will come a day when your eyes will no longer read, or be able to see. And your ears will no, will no longer be able to listen and to hear the truth. And you will not have these faculties anymore. Ignore them now at your own peril because procrastination will only last so long until Allah Ta'ala removes your faculties, takes your life, and the test will be over. Hence why Allah Ta'ala finishes by saying, inna ala kulli qadir. Indeed, Allah is over everything, competent and powerful. He has full control over everything. Never think that you're choosing, maybe I feel like Learning about my Islam today, maybe tomorrow, I don't feel like it As if you're in charge, as if you're doing God some sort of a favor SubhanAllah, a'udhu Billah, no Rather, never think that you're choosing whether you feel like giving attention to Allah Ta'ala or not Rather, recognize that Allah Ta'ala, moment by moment, is choosing whether you live or die Whether you maintain your sanity or not Whether you maintain your vision and your hearing all of your faculties Allah Ta'ala is giving you this chance He's giving you the chance Because He has control over everything And your attitude of I'll do so when I feel like it Is terribly misplaced So subhanAllah I hope inshallah Ta'ala We have a bit of an appreciation So the next time you come across these ayat What does it mean? He takes a step He moves the light This and that Let's not take the Quran so lightly That we say mashallah It's deep It's miraculous It's so beautiful What does it mean? I have no idea Wallahi brother I've been reading this for 10, 20, 30 years I have no idea what it's talking about But it's beautiful Look, mashallah, the shaykh's voice is beautiful. No doubt. But the Qur'an is more than just the sound. Subhanallah, brothers and sisters, let's take it seriously. I hope it didn't take 10 minutes. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh.